0: Gail, did you did you just admit to bringing fresh food items into the United States? I think you
1: might. I can neither confirm nor deny. This. <laughs> she pleads the with fifth. Two lawyers. <laughs> she <laughs>
0: the fifth. Hey, take the fifth. Take the fifth. <laughs> Steel Duo fans, before we dive into tonight's show, we've got a couple of uh, thank yous, an announcement, and a voicemail message that we wanted to respond to. So let me start with the announcement, which is just so many new listeners out there we can tell from our stats. And so welcome to the show. Just wanted to thank you for listening. If you have not done so and you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You can just hit the five stars if you want something quick and easy, or if you leave us a written review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of our main episode one week. So thank you so much for all of you out there joining the show and the community, and we love having you on board. Leave us a review if you've got a second. So thank you. We have a group of people who are really special, near and dear to our heart, and uh, we want to thank them on the air, and those are our Patreons. And so I want to take a minute to recognize them and thank them for their continued contributions to helping make this show possible. If you are not familiar with our Patreon program, head over to patreon.com slash Duo, and you can choose from one of our monthly support tiers to help us defray the cost of this show each and every month. So with that, I do just want to thank at our animators, a palette tier, Gail Hartlerode, Steve Creasy, Steve Elsis, Shannon Merritt, Kara Frankie, Jim and Deb Mason, Dave Hall, Chad Swindell, and Ashley Norton. At our Palo Brunch tier, I want to thank Christopher Vorabek, Brett Gresham, and Adrian Vanzulli. At our Palo Dinner tier, I want to thank Maureen Cromer, Jonathan Heil, Jennifer Swart, Daily MTB writer, who we know to be our friend Josh, who's been on the show before, and C.T. Sweck, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, and Chris Braga. At our Remy Brunch tier, a big thank you to Doug Young for your support each and every month. And at our highest level, most coveted tier, the Remy Dinner tier, we want to thank Jeffrey Feddersen. Thank you, Jeffrey, for your continued ongoing support of the show. With that, we had a listener call in with a voicemail question. As a reminder, we have a voicemail line. It is open. And anytime you want to leave us a message, a comment, anything like that, we will respond to it on the air. The number is 402 413 5590. That's 402 413 5590. And with that, let's get the question.
2: Hi, Brian and Sam. This is Adrian, longtime listener, first time caller, one time guest. I had a question coming up with the Disney Wish being a liquefied natural gas cruise ship. And the two that will follow also being LNG powered. I was wondering if you had any ideas on how that might change where the current ships cruise out of as their home port. I know that Cape Canaveral, the Port Canaveral can provide that. And I read somewhere that the Port of Miami will be able to or is actually contractually obliged by 2025 to do so. Um, but I was wondering if you had any ideas on what that would mean for the rest of the ships and where do you think they're going to need to uh, go out of and how many you think Port Canaveral and Miami can handle? Thanks.
0: Well, Adrian, first, thank you for the question. And again, we encourage any listener out there who wants to submit a question or a comment, leave us a voicemail. We love answering these questions. I had to do a bit of sleuthing. Adrian. So you're right that Port Canaveral, I think right now, is the only port in the U.S. that has LNG refueling capability, but that Port of Miami, and I suspect under the agreement that Disney struck with Port Everglades, that uh, they are committed to bringing LNG refueling to those ports. Uh, I know Carnival is also pushing for LNG refueling out of the Port of Miami for its future ships. So I think we'll definitely continue to see expansion of that at Port Canaveral and also in Miami. I think you're question is a good one though what does that mean for the future of the existing fleet that is not lng i want to say i frankly don't know the capability to retrofit the existing fleet to lng although i suspect that won't happen i suspect what will happen instead is that you'll see a lot more freedom of movement for ships like the dream the fantasy the magic and the wonder uh, because they won't be tied to ports that require lng fueling and what we'll see moving forward is that the wish ship six and ship seven will be more closely tied to ports like port everglades and Port Canaveral because they require the LNG fueling. So my guess, uh, the Wish seems to be pretty purpose-built, and what we heard from our own sailing is it's pretty purpose-built to three- and four-night sailing, so I think it'll be pretty easy to move her from Port Canaveral down to Port Everglades if that's what they want to do and continue those three- and four-night Bahamian cruises as they have with the Dream and the Wish today. Actually, we know that the Dream will be moving over to do European sailings in the near future, and so I think what you'll see is uh, ships six and seven start to pick up some of those sailings out of Florida as well. And I would expect at least one of the ships will replace the fantasy, probably the next ship doing seven night sailings out of Port Canaveral. So I think what you will see in the long run is a lot more movement out of the dream, the fantasy, the wonder and the magic with the wish ship six and ship seven having their continued primary home ports be at Port Canaveral and Port Everglades. uh, And that one of them most likely ship six will be doing seven nights sailings of the fantasy is doing today so i think it opens up some great possibilities we're hearing rumors about potentially the wonder headed over to australia new zealand at some point so freeze up the fleet to do some interesting things and i think you'll see the classic and the dream class ships move around a lot more because they're not tied to lng fueling so i hope that answers the question and uh, if others out there have questions again feel free to call in leave us a voicemail at 402-413-5590 and with that let's get on to our episode Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast, brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And we are excited to continue our conversation with Gail and Kara about their recent cruise aboard the Disney Fantasy, but we're going to take it in a different direction since we heard their trip report about their cruise, their fabulous relaxing cruise. It turns out uh, we're going to continue a theme from the show from last week, which is that Kara and Gail have different tastes. Hot, cold, French fries, no fries. And it turns out sweet versus savory. And so let's find out who's on which team here. Gail, you're team sweet, I believe. Give me all the sugar. Ah, there we go. There we go. Ryan's on your team. Yes, yes. And Sam uh, and Kara, I believe you are on team savory. Definitely. Yep. That's right. All the Mickey pretzels and pump cheese that you can get. Right, Sam? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, we thought we'd have a little fun with Kara and Gail. Maybe Sam and I will throw in a few as well. But we wanted to do top three savory food items on Disney Cruise Line versus top three sweet food items on Disney Cruise Line. So, Sam, where where do you want to start? Where should we start?
2: I think we need to start with savory because, you know, the mains always come before dessert.
0: All right. All right. And now should we each give maybe... Uh, our three favorite savory items and and see if there's any in common or should we just do this team by team here?
2: I think we should all give, but I think we should give one at a time. I don't think we should give all
0: three at the beginning. Yeah, no, that works. That works. All right, well, let's start on the savory side uh, because savory does come before dessert. So we'll end with the best ones. And so, Kara, what is your number three savory food item? And they don't have to be in particular order, but if you have them ranked, go ahead. Number three savory food item on Disney Cruise Line.
3: So I'll highlight something different that we did on this cruise that we've never done before. And we were browsing the dining menus on the app for room service because we tend to end the evening with a a little snack. And so I noticed that the paninis, you can get chips um, with them. So when Gail called in the room service order, I got a bowl of potato chips and she got cookies. And so the fact that you could get the potato chips alone without the panini was sort of a new discovery and became sort of a thing on this cruise. So I'll go with the potato chips, even though on the cruise, they're always just slightly stale because of all the moisture, but they're still good. They're very salty, which was great. And they're ruffled potato chips if you've not tried
0: them. Sam, what's your number three savory food item on board?
2: I'm going to go with the on-deck french fries.
0: Mm, that's an interesting choice. Delicious. Try. Yeah. Right. Well,
2: you know I love a good French fry. And these if especially if they're hot and fresh, right? Yes. You always want your fries to be hot and fresh with the right amount of salt. You don't want them like over salted, but you don't want them under salted. But when they're good, they are just so good. I, I just yeah, they're they're awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I have gotten to know the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel over time, and they are just so knowledgeable, so wonderful, so responsive, so welcoming. They have a great set of communities built on Facebook where they answer people's questions. We know that if you decide to book your next vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel, you will have a wonderful, wonderful experience. So if you are looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation and adventure, by Disney vacation, maybe you've been eyeing an all-inclusive resort vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo to book your next fabulous vacation. We know you'll have a fantastic experience. And with that, back to our episode. All right. So we're going to move over to the sweet side here. And Gail, what is your number three sweet food item on board?
1: I will see your chips and raise you Big Island cookies from Castaway because no matter when you get them, they're soft, they're chewy. Some of the ships have them in room service. Some of them don't, and maybe, perhaps, they're good to bring home and freeze.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is some next level Disney cruising right there. Oh man, wait, how do? Oh, but Gail, did you did you just admit to bringing fresh food items into the United States? (laughs) I think you
1: might. I can neither confirm nor deny this. <laughs> <laughs> Since
0: she I'm on the fifth. With two
1: lawyers. <laughs>
0: Please the fifth. Take, take the fifth. Take the fifth. <laughs> oh, okay, I gotta go. Sweet. I was gonna. I was gonna put a sleeper savory in there for one second. It was just just the chicken wings in uh, O'Gills uh, when they have them out on the adult uh, the adult snack area bar there. That's a fabulous thing. But all right, favorite number three sweet food item on board. I am going to have to go with the soft serve ice cream on deck. And that might be, uh, you know, some people are going to say, why didn't that come in at number one? I'm actually going to rank these. And, and that's that's number three for me. I do love a good soft serve ice cream, uh, specifically the banana and strawberry swirl when they have that ice cream going. So that's my, that's my favorite soft serve ice cream on board. I'm going to put it in at number three. So back over to savory. Sam, let's start with you this time. Number two on your list of favorite savory food items.
2: This is really, really hard because there's. A, yeah, I'm gonna pick two because I can't come up with just oh, one. Oh no, that's cheating.
0: With, that's cheating. Yeah, I don't
2: care. I don't care. Just make um, your own rules again. That's exactly, I make my own rules. So I'm. I'm gonna pick two appetizers from dinner. One being the truffle per and the other being the escargot. Two. Of, those are my two favorite appetizers, and probably my two favorite items in um the in the rotational dining menus. The only thing is they can be inconsistent. I like them real hot. And if they're not real hot, they're not quite as good. So, but I'm picking two. Sorry, you guys.
0: (laughs) All right, Kara, number two on your list.
3: Well, since Sam went with two, I'm going to go with two as well. Uh, Thank you, Sam, for doing that. You're welcome. You're Um, welcome. One is the soft pretzels and uh, we've been cruising long enough. I remember the day when they used to just sort of pop out randomly at the quick service on the pool decks, but now you can, I think you can only get them in O'Gills or in the, in the pub food. So I love those. Although we didn't do that on the last cruise, that needs to start going on the list. And then one you can get really easily, which is the olive and sun-dried tomato mix that's on like the salad bar at Cabana's. I just love that for some reason, and it just makes me happy when I get it.
0: All right. We're back over to dessert. It's dessert time again, Gail. Uh, Number two on your list.
1: Well, now that we've opened the door for ties, I'm going to run right through that, uh, which is either the Churro Mickey Waffles at Cabanas or the Create Your Own Sundae or Shake at the Sweet Shops.
0: I didn't know they had create your own shake. I didn't know they had a shake.
1: Yes, I did the um, chocolate strawberry gelato shake mix on this cruise.
0: Oh, wow. I know where I'm headed first the next time we're on one of the ships with uh, with the sweet shop on it. Because I did not do the do shakes. I love a good milkshake. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Well, I will continue the theme with two that tie for me and trying not to repeat things here. So I'll give you two that tie for me. One is the classic Mickey bar, uh, which I love that you can get on board the ship's. Better than the ones you can buy in the store. Uh, so definitely worth uh, getting one on a Disney cruise. The second one for me, oh, this is tough. I got to I got to pull something from main dining, I feel like. And so I think I got to go with the lemon icebox pie on the animator's palette menu. I love a good... You and your lemon pies. I love a good lemon dessert. I love a good lemon dessert. I think it's a pretty good lemon dessert. So I'm going to go with the lemon icebox pie. All right. It's time for number ones with a bullet here. And we're headed back to the savory side of things. So Kara, what's your number one savory food item?
3: The sea bass in the main dining room.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sam.
3: Okay. I'm going for
2: another tie again.
0: Oh, boo. <laughs> this wasn't top five. This was I know, top three. I know. I,
2: I'd like to cheat. Um, but this one is... Uh, Brian's going to understand why uh, when he hears my picks. Because um, my picks are a tie between the lasagna and the chicken parm in Palo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those two are definitely a tie. I will give you that. It's hard to separate the two. There's a little daylight between the quality of those two dishes. All right. Well, back over to the sweet side of things. And I'm going to start with Gail. Gail, number one on the sweet side of Disney Cruise Line. So
1: in the vein of of Sam and being open to all people's opinions... I will have to say if you don't agree with this, you're just plain wrong. And that will be the palo chocolate souffle. There is a reason it has its own reputation. <laughs> it does have its own reputation.
0: But not reputation not the Grand Marnier, just the chocolate?
2: The Grand Marnier has been hit or miss for me.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I, I like the Grand Marnier. You know,
2: Marnier I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Gail, I like some of the Disney desserts, but it's not my favorites are not the chocolate souffle. <laughs> That's okay. More for me.
0: Yeah. You can just sit there and be wrong in your wrongness, Sam.
2: Yeah. I I like (laughs) the chocolate souffle, but I, it wouldn't, it would be like, it wouldn't be at the top of my list.
0: Uh, this this should not be a surprise to anyone who listens to our show, but the number one sweet item for me on board Disney Cruise Line is the Palo Sticky Buns, which Ooh, I am yes. desperately hoping make a full-fledged return to Palo and the Palo menu because we had some really good ones on one sailing that they made for us and some really not great ones on a recent sailing. And so I don't like this like order ahead of time and it's hit or miss. I want those... Full fledged Palo sticky buns, which when they used to have them on the regular menu, you could sometimes find in the chafing dish dessert at Cabanas on uh, on Palo brunch mornings. So I-, I miss those sticky buns.
2: They're great. You know, I think we need to do a bonus here, which is I you think- already had two
0: bonuses. No, no, no. You I think had two we need- bonuses. No. You, everyone else gets a bonus. <laughs> me, Sam, you're Give you're- me a
2: chance. No, no, give me a chance to say what I'm going to say. I think we need to do a bonus here, but a bonus, I think we need a flip. Uh, And I think we need to just pick. So I think Kara and I should pick our top sweet items, just one each. And Brian and Gail, you should pick your top one each savory item. Okay. okay. All right. Yep.
0: All right. We can, we can, we can definitely do that. I did want to put in a plug for just one more sweet item, which, which, you know, you can get, you can get shore side too, but the donuts in cabanas on Disney cruise line are Krispy Kremes. And so they are mm. fabulous. I cannot
1: go there
2: fabulous. with you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't like no. a good Krispy Kreme donut.
1: No. Oh, they're so no, good. No, they're not.
0: Nope. So so I don't like
2: Krispy Kremes either. And I'm from the uh, Northeast. So.
0: that's better than a fresh <laughs> Krispy Kreme. All right, Sam. Let's start with you. No, no, Number- we got to start
2: with you guys because you guys are doing savory. So we, gotta, oh, we have to okay. start with right. the main before we hit This way Sam can have five choices for yeah, us. that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. there <laughs> go. I can, I can, I can fix his in. <laughs> All right, let's start on
0: our side of the house then, Gail. We're doing our favorite savory food item. So what's your favorite savory food item aboard Disney Cruise Line?
1: At Paolo, the handmade from scratch papadelle topped with lobster and seasoned with
2: tarragon. I'd eat that. I'd eat that any
0: day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. My number one savory food items, I don't want to repeat because like, you know, Sam already took the lasagna from me and the chicken parm, both of which would probably be number one for me. But instead, uh, I'm going to go with the escargot because uh, I think the only time I really eat it with rare exception is when I'm on Disney Cruise Line and I think it's fabulous. So uh, I'm going to go with the escargot Yeah, I stole that one from you too. (laughs) <laughs> did, oh, because you had the escargo and the... You did the escargot and the and truffle pursuits? Sets? Uh, yes, wait, Hold my... on a second, then I got to come up with another <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> Ossobucco.
0: Oh, yes. All right. So my favorite food item on Disney Cruise Line, savory food item on Disney Cruise Line, is going to be the osobuco at Palo, which I will say I had it recently and it was like the size of a small football. So, you know, bring along a friend. Um, it was massive amount of osobuco, but it was delicious and i love the risotto that they uh they serve with it so uh, there's a great dish at paolo i love i love that dish absolutely um i will also i want to cheat a little as sam has done repeatedly throughout this episode and say i think my favorite savory food experience on board is just remy straight up like there's no one food item there because the menu changes so frequently and so i think i think that one deserves special mention so uh remy savory dinner the french menu of course is the right answer to that question Uh,
2: but (laughs) <laughs> Except the Miziaki beef is another amazing part of that menu. Oh, so. fine,
0: fine, fine. You and your Miziaki beef. <laughs> All right. Sam, I'm going to throw it over to you for your favorite sweet item on War Disney Cruise Line.
2: Okay. So it, it used to be the warm, sticky date pudding, but then I... Post-pandemic, for the first time, had the banoffee pie in Tiana's. It's on the Tiana's alternate menu, so it's not on the same menu as the beignets. But that banoffee pie is now, now beat out the sticky date pudding as my number one favorite sweet item on board. It's so good.
0: How did the beignets not get mentioned here, too? My gosh, we, we, we left off the beignets.
2: They're good, but there but there are better beignets to be had. Yes, they're,
0: agreed. Yeah, yes. Yeah, very yeah. true. There there are no New Orleans Square at Disneyland beignets. For
2: right. Sure. Well, uh, and there and are no Cafe Du Monde in in New Orleans. <laughs> correct. <laughs> right.
0: Most All Disney right. food does not compare to its land based counterparts. No. Let's just be clear about this. So anyway. Fair enough. All anyway. right,
2: Kara, you have to finish us off with the best sweet item. Oh, this is favorite. such a
3: bad place to finish because I am so bad at sweet. I am I'm very averse to most things sweet. I love the, the handmade gelatos in the sweet shop. They are incredible and I love how playful they are and how fun they are. And then you can add toppings and stuff to them so you can have a lot of fun with it and get really whimsical, which makes me feel a little bit like a kid, which is supposed to happen on every Disney cruise.
0: So
2: That's a great answer. Love it.
0: Well, after that, I hope our listeners are pulling through a drive through or up to their favorite bakery uh, to get something to eat, because uh, I am sure hungry now, not having had lunch as we're recording this. Uh, so uh, we're going to wrap it up there. And uh, I just want to thank Gail and Kara for coming on for our bonus episode. And uh, Gail, you want to remind folks where they can find you out there uh, to follow along with your travels or to book a fabulous vacation with you?
1: Sure. My name is Gail hartle Road. Gale with a Y. I'm with Off to Neverland Travel and you can most easily find me at facebook.com slash Neverland.
0: Awesome. And and Kara, as we shared on our main show, you've got a podcast venture coming out. Do you want to share a little bit about that with our listeners?
3: Sure. Um, it's showcasing a whole bunch of different creative folks and the kind of work that they do. And you can find me on Twitter at Kiki22, K-I-C-K-I-22.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks both again for taking some time with us today. We really appreciate it.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our bonus show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voice mail line if you'd like to send us a question a comment or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590 that's 402-413-5590 if you'd like even more great content from the dcl duo you can always browse to youtube.com dcl duo for our vlog If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.